Welcome to Centerpoint, a podcast series from Center College, where important conversations take place. This newest addition to the series includes oral history interviews with World War II veterans conducted by Assistant Professor of History Sarah Eggie and her students at Center College. Each interview is divided into three parts and introduced by Dr. Eggie. Join us now for part two of episode two, which features Albert Wess, a member of the Red Ball Express, the unit that ran supplies in Europe for General Patton. He is interviewed by Adil Ahmed. It is a privilege to share stories of World War II veterans on the Centerpoint podcast. This interview is with Albert Wess. You will hear his interview in three episodes. Mr. Wess is African American, and he faced discrimination while serving in the Army. Some of the details he shares may be difficult to hear. In episode two, Mr. West explains how racial prejudice affected his life, from his service in the Army to his job prospects. Segregation created a very real divide between black and white. It could also encourage violent encounters, as it did for Mr. West while he was serving in Mississippi. Some details in this episode may be difficult to hear. Did you ever work with um, white servicemen or women in the in the military? Did I work with who? With white servicemen or women? Well, uh, uh, no, uh, to, well, to a certain extent now, uh, our officers was white, mm-hmm. but all our, all our comrades was black. Right. See, see, see in other words, we were segregated. <laughs> in, other, in, in other words, uh, I tell people now, I don't know whether you, uh, have heard it or not, but now I can remember that it, the, the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. Say, now or there weren't many blacks there. Now why? Because the Navy didn't want them. And I mean, this is just come on down, put it just like it was. Mm-hmm. And at one time, uh, before t- television, anything like that, we could we you could go to a movie. The only news you saw came over the screen on the seat. We didn't have no, no TVs and things like you can come in and look we had a little old uh, bad, battery operated radio. And so when the bombing of Pearl Harbor happened, there wasn't many blacks there. At one time the United States said that they wanted a lily white navy. Now you know what that meant. They didn't want no black and bombing of Pearl Harbor, they didn't have none. <laughs> See, we, we could have been that doing good jobs and being trained to do that. I never forget, I had a friend of mine. Now he was the manager of Stamler Corporation down here in Millersburg. See, he was the manager. Well, they started a welding school out in North Middletown. All Now, this boy, both of us was the same age, where we started to welding school and he started in the school to go to welding school, and I saw it then right behind him. Where Albert said, "You can't go because you black." Now, now as I said, he wound up being the manager of, of Stamler down here. Now I'm just figuring, if I'd have had the training, could I have been the manager of Stamler? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I sit there, I sit there and talk to you all day. But would you say um, other 
minority groups, maybe like Hispanics or Japanese Americans, um, face the same kind of, uh, I guess, um, oppression from um, the government and in the military or just even in civilian life at this time? Or was it about the same as maybe black people faced? Uh, <laughs> excuse me. I, I, I think uh, or it's just human nature. I don't know why, but now uh, uh, you take your skin, you dark. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you walk down the street, there's somebody that ain't going to like you just because of your... That, well, you, you ain't said nothing to nobody. You ain't done nothing to nobody. Mm-hmm. But it's just, uh, I don't know, it's just human nature. I can't understand it. Uh, or I just often wonder how the world got started off the way it did. But now, uh, it's just uh, its just a mystery to me. A lot of times I lay at night and think, why this happened? But, but ain't no use in worrying about that now. Is that how you've always felt about racial prejudice and segregation and things like that? Or has your opinion about that well, kind of evolved? Uh, uh, no, no. Uh, answer is no, because uh, uh, at one time, at, at one time, uh, I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. See, and if you don't know any better about anything, ain't nothing you, and then you, you say something about, well, they, they got you over here. And then you come and say, figure, well, everybody else is over here, and I'm over here. Well, what's really nine over here with these? Uh, you see, so it, it wakes you up to the, I, th- I think it, I think it's World War II woke up the, the country because it, 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 it got more blacks and whites together mm-hmm. organizing. You see, we got more blacks and whites organizing than it was when we were set. And I, I tell everybody now, if we could, if we would take the the the, the power, the, the the energy that we got from staying away from one another, mm-hmm. and 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 put it together, we we ain't got sense enough to put it together. Look what we could do if we put it together. But people ain't got sense enough to do that. That's the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. What were you thinking? No, I agree. I, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as I said, we all are trying to stay away from one another. For what? Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I never forget uh, when I moved in here, it was, this lady here was going to build this house over here. with no house over there. So this, uh, show, uh, I show you how people do human nature in a neighborhood. See, but this girl was going to build this neighborhood. See, this fellow up on, see, he was a school teacher. So mm-hmm. I'm down in my garden, working on my garden. Mm-hmm. He called me one day. He said, hey. I said, yeah. He said, come here. I want to ask you something. What's that? He said, I hear that this girl's going to build a mansion over here next door. I said, she is. Uh, what you going to do? I uh, you mean? Well, she's going to build a mansion over here. Ain't you going to do nothing? I told him, I missed it. I said, my fence line is up and down this bridge. I said, now, if this lady here builds an Empire State building on me, I said, if it don't fall on me, I said, I ain't going to do nothing. You know, he, he, didn't sp- he didn't speak to me for a month. <laughs> you see, human nature. He's just afraid that somebody was going to build a better house than in the neighborhood than he had. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. human nature. It, it just can't be helped. Mm -hmm. But he got mad at me. Ain't you going to do it? Ain't going to do a thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, going back to your service over in Europe, um, what exactly, what specifically did you do with uh, the convoy? Did you drive the trucks? Did yeah. you do anything yeah. else? Well, see, see, as I said, I went to automobile, automobile mechanic school. Mm -hmm. We studied, it's a shame the training that I had on those trucks. I mean, from the front end of it, from the, the axles, the rear end, the transmission, the transfer case, and all, I had training on that. See, well, they sent me to a trucking company in Camp Vandor, Mississippi. And the sergeant said, to, said Wes, said, said, get that truck over there. I said, sorry, just, I said, I come down here as a truck mechanic. I didn't come down here as a special driver. I don't give it what you think. Get that truck. I never did put my hands on another engine <laughs> or while I was in there. So I just done the best I could, but but it's a it's a funny thing now. We all got together, and we all got together, and we got ready to. We had been through combat and all this stuff together, and we got ready to get discharged. So we we got together and we cried like babies. Mm -hmm. See, because it's some of them I, I often think about now. I've never seen before, mm -hmm. and we'll probably never see again. But we just all. It was on Christmas Day yeah. in Allen, Allentown, Gap, Pennsylvania. Now, uh, uh, another experience that I had, uh, item number 10, look at item number 10. Race. Yes. They have you marked as white. Hmm. Okay, now, you, you see what I'm saying? Now, yeah. now look, look you, I, I got an X in both of them. What? White and Negro. Yeah. So, so uh, typographical error, they had white in there. Uh -huh. So we we coming down for discharge. Uh -huh. We coming down for discharge. Everybody's setting out together. Well, I'm the only black in with these whites. And you could you could you could hear them whispering, what's, what's this breed doing with us? What's this breed doing with us? Ain't got no That was just human nature that they had. Mm -hmm. So I got answers, so he said uh, See, they, they call you Mr. See, you're going back and just said they won't call you, but you rank. Uh, Mr. Albert West, he said, you next. And I stepped in that door, mm -hmm. and that sergeant saw I was black, and he jumped that high. Wait just a minute. How in the hell did you get in here? He said, you come the wrong way. So... The fifth, that I, I, or any military Memorial Day or something like that, I always try to go to a program. Mm -hmm. So the Memorial Day down in Georgetown, they had the 50th anniversary of World War II. Mm -hmm. And I took my discharge down there. And it was a bunch of airplane pilots and combat engineers and everything on this program. It said, Any, anybody else got anything saying? I was way in the back. Hey, I said, I got something I don't want to show you here. And I showed him that. And uh, I said, I want to pass that around. I said, I want everybody to look at it. Not, nothing I had done. But the, when the sergeant told me, he said, you come the wrong way. I said, now, if you notice on that discharge, I said, it says honorable. It don't say dishonorable. It says honorable on that, right? Mm -hmm. The hidden on that says honorable. 
Mm-hmm. And I said, he told me that I come the wrong, wrong way. I said, and by God, I've been wondering which way was I supposed to go for 50 years. <laughs> yeah, I just, and everybody, the whole crowd just, why didn't you? You couldn't do nothing like that back in them days. But that's just some of the some of the embarrassments that I had. Now, are you recording this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I was in Camp Van Dorn, mm-hmm. Camp Van Dorn, Mississippi. So, the United States, uh, the the post office was short of uh, trucking to to handle mail. Mm-hmm. So they detailed a bunch of our trucks to the post office. Federal, they detailed us to the post office. U.S. mail. So, uh, we were hauling mail, hauling mail, hauling mail. And it was a, also sitting over here on a, a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. He's sitting on one side and I'm coming down the road. And he's just sitting there. And when I drove by in that truck, he saw that I was black. I was in Camp Van Dorn, Mississippi. He saw that I was black. Honey, he cranked that circle behind me. Now, I got U.S. mail all around, and it comes to conclusion to me that red, red sign with white letters, U.S. mail all the way around the children, all mail. I don't think that that guy could read. He, he, he couldn't read. He pulled, he, he pulled me over. I also, what's the matter? Mm-hmm. You speeding, breed. You know what he called me. I said, also, I said, uh, what's the speed limit in town? 25 miles an hour. And so he said, uh, I told him, I said, uh, uh, also, I said, my truck's got a gun on it. I said, and I'm in second gear. I said, and that'll get you 18 mile an hour going down here. Now, you ain't never seen a Mississippi redneck head. He, he got off of that circle, laid that pad down on the road, walked up to that truck, took that 45 and pushed it up my nose until blood come out of my nose. And he told me, he said, Breed, said, I believe you're trying to call me up. A liar. He said, I'll take this pistol and blow your damn brains out, you black son. I hadn't done a damn thing to mm-hmm. that But that's just the way things were back in those days. So when we got ready to leave Natchez, Mississippi, they said we was going into combat. Well, we like told them barks then. Mm-hmm. I was glad to get out of there. 